Good evening, everyone watching. Again we meet for our special gathering to read together from the Book of Zohar, and we'll begin together with some guidance from Dr. Michael Eichmann, please. In reading, there needs to be some room to digest all the, all the things, not just to be above the noise. You know, the, the reader makes some noise, and meanwhile we think about our own stuff. Rather, we need to try to, to make an attempt to tie these things together. To, to try, but of course the intention is more important. Text, I can think about it as much as I want, but until my intention is correct and working, I won't enter into the text. I won't feel what, it's, what it talks about. Here it's like, um, like a magician's book. You, you enter into what you're reading. It's not like, it's not like reading a novel and then I'm uh, you know, reading about the, the hero there and imagining it. But here it's not imagination. Here you actually go into it, enter into it, live inside, not make-believe, but in truth. You go in there and you are there. That's what you become. There's no longer the state you occupied prior to the reading. You enter into the reading and you enter into that state and there you are and you remain there. And there you advance as well. And that's why we need intention, which comes first. And it's the, the secret of the success here, but it needs to be composed of all these things. Okay, so we're reading the book of Zohar, the introduction to the book of Zohar, the article, among all the sages of the nations of the world, there are none like you, starting with item 166. The text comes and says, Who would not fear you, O king of the nations? Meaning, a king who is superior to them, to tyrannize them, to strike them, and to do with them as he wishes. For it is your due to fear you above and below. For among all the sages of the nations, these are the governors and ministers above, which are appointed over them, and in all their kingdoms, in that malchut above, and in all their kingdom, in that Malchut above, there are four Malchuts that govern above. By the Creator's will, they govern all the other nations. For this reason, there is none among them who does even the slightest thing except as He commanded them, as it is written, and He does according to His will in the host of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. The sages of the nations are the appointees and the ministers above, from which comes the, wisdoms, the wisdom of the nations. 
and in all their kingdom is Malchut, which governs them. This is the literal meaning of the verse. This verse explains how at the time of exile the bride is summoned to come to the chupa at the end of correction. It is so because all of the nation's power to conquer us in exile under their rule is through their wisdom and kingship, which are the upper appointees in the heaven of the shell which imparts them with wisdom and power. Through their wisdom, they bring us to think evil thoughts, to wish to understand the Creator in all aspects, Him, His ways, and His thoughts, without any fear or consideration for the sublimity of His kingship. Through these evil thoughts, we are emptied of any abundance of Kedusha, of holiness. And the abundance moves to their Malchut, as we learn. Tyre was filled only by the ruin of Jerusalem. By that, they obtained the strength to tyrannize us, to strike us, and to force us to do their will. This is the foundation of the four kingdoms that enslave us in the four exiles, implied in their four b'chinot, chub tum. They are implied in the tselem, the image of Nebuchadnezzar, as it is written. As for that image, its head was of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its belly and thighs of brass, its shins of iron, its legs part iron and part clay. At the time of the ruling of that tselem, they mock us that they have another protector in the heaven. However, all that is as it is written. God has made it so as to fear Him, since the Shekhinah, divinity, is called fear of heaven. This implies that we are utterly unable to permanently adhere to the Creator if not through great fear of His sublimity. Taking upon ourselves the burden of Torah and mitzvot, commandments, with complete and pure faith, without doubting His qualities in any way, lest He will be hidden from us. This is so because then we adhere to Him for all eternity in an unbreakable tie. And then the Creator too will give the abundance in all that He had contemplated to delight us in the thought of creation. And then we are rewarded with the complete redemption and the end of correction. But before that, He who earns puts wages into a punctured purse. This is so because through the evil thoughts that it brings into us, the Sitra Achra always has the strength to rob the abundance that we receive, following the rule 
Tyre was filled only by the ruin of Jerusalem. However, even these punishments are not against us, but only to qualify us for his fear through numerous trials that the exile brings upon us until we are rewarded with receiving his faith in wholeness and with fear of sublimity. And then it is said, He has remembered His mercy and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. For at the time of the end, the Creator will remember all His mercies for us, along with the wholeness of His faith at once. Once we receive the strength to receive his faith in whole, Jerusalem will be built out of the ruins of Tyre. For all the chassadim and the abundance that the malchuts of Sidra Acha have stolen from us during the days of exile will return to us after the wholeness of his faith in full, with none missing. And then it, has, it is as written, All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. For all the nations will see that even until now, they were only needlessly watching over our abundance to give it back to us at the desired time. It follows that, as it is written, that a man has power over another to harm him, since the hardship of enslavement that they ruled over us at the time when the evil man was governing, governing the man of Kedusha was only to harm the evil man, since because of it we rushed to come to faith in the Creator and to collect from him all the thefts he has robbed of us. The Prophet said about that time, Who would not fear you, O King of the Nations? This is because now it has been revealed that you are the King of the Nations, to tyrannize them, to strike them, and to do with them as you please. And what seemed before, that they were tyrannizing us, has now been revealed as the opposite, that they were only our servants and slaves to bring us into whole faith. And what seemed before, that they were striking us, has now been revealed as the opposite. They themselves were stricken, for by that they rushed us to come into wholeness and hurried their own bitter end. And in a place where it seemed that they were rebelling against the Creator and worked by their own desire and will to oppress us for the fulfillment of their evil wills, and there was no judgment and no judge, now, now it has been revealed that they were only following the Creator's will to bring us into wholeness. By that, it became clear that you are the King of the nations from beginning to end, since you ruled over them and forced them to always do your will as a king over his servants. And now the fear of your sublimity has appeared in all the nations, and it is written, Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? Among all the nations, 
among all the sages of the nations, refers to the rulers and the ministers appointed over them. These are the appointees Afriron and Kastimon in the land, as well as Aza and Azael, from whom the sages of the nations draw their wisdom and pester Israel. It is written, in all their kingdoms, there are four governing kingdoms above. By the Creator's will, they govern all the other nations. These four kingdoms are implied in the Tselem, the image, in the semblance of Nebuchadnezzar. Its head was of fine gold. Two, its breast and its arms of silver. Three, its belly and thighs of brass. Four, its shins of iron, its legs part iron and part clay. And these four are Chubtum, Chokhmah Bina, Tiferet Malchut, of the shell, governing over all 70 nations of the world. And yet, there is none among them who does even the slightest thing by himself, but only as you have commanded them. In the end, it will be revealed that by all the enslavements and the blows through which they removed Israel from their father in heaven, they were only loyal servants to bring them closer to their father in heaven in a way that they did not do a thing unless you commanded them to do. As it is written, and he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. In other words, to bring us into whole faith, to be rewarded with all His mercies, as it is written in Daniel, He has remembered His grace and His faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And then the statue was broken. As it is written in Daniel, you saw that a stone was cut off by itself, not by hands, and struck the statue in its legs of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the brass, and the gold were ground down and crushed. It became as the chaff from the summer barns. They were carried by the wind, and not a trace of them was found anywhere. And the stone which struck the statue has become a great mountain, filling the whole of the earth. The holy faith is called a stone that is held without the hands. After he remembers his grace and his faithfulness, the stone was cut off by itself, not by hands, and struck the statue in its legs of iron and clay and crushed them. Then, the iron, the clay, the brass, 
The gold were grinded and crushed and became as chaff from the summer barns. The wind carried them. Not a trace of them was found. As it is written, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God, and that stone became a great mountain, filling the whole earth. As it is written, the whole earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 167. All the sages of the nations and all their kingdoms are the armies and the camps above. Even though they were charged over the matters of the world and he commanded each to do his work, who is he who can do it? None of them. None of them like you. Because it is because you are inscribed in your value and you are inscribed in your deeds from all of them. This is, there is none like you, O Lord, who is the hidden Holy One above and below, who will do and will be like you, similar to you in all the deeds of the Holy King in heaven and in earth. In their kingdom it is written, and the land was unformed in void. Rabbi Shimon said to his friends, My sons, this wedding, each of you will adorn the bride with one decoration. He said to Rabbi Elazar, his son, Elazar, give one gift to the bride. For on the next day, when the Ampin enters the Chupa, he will look at the songs and praises that the members of the palace have given her for when she stands before him. We'll now hear another, another clip by Dr. Lightman. So you can see everyone talks about all sorts of different events, occasions, but in different languages, and he begins to connect it to himself, to tie it to himself. And he begins to see, oh, that's not outside of me. This isn't the upper system, this is here, this is there. No, rather he begins to look at things from within himself. He says, it's about me. It speaks of me. The whole Torah is a teaching uh, regarding how I can somehow enter into the, the true system and not to be like all foggy and not know where I am. And so he advances. And then when he reads the Zohar, and he, he reads it, not necessarily the Zohar, the Tess also, and the, the Tanakh, and the Midrash, the Zohar, it doesn't matter. Could be Tehillim, Psalms. It depends on the person, right? The extent to which he's already in it. But when he is in it, he sees that there's nothing here except for the Creator himself, and what connects between them, the interface, which it could be the world, the humanity, the group, all of it together, these holy teachers, 
really bind him to that as well. And then he doesn't, it doesn't matter to him what language to study in, in what manner, what style, let's call it. And then he has time for his own independent action, where he is standing in front of the system in which he discovers the Creator, and that system is external or internal, and the Creator is inside that system, until Israel, the Torah, and the Creator are one. And then that's what he tries constantly to attain. So we continue reading. Article, who is this? 169. Rabbi Elazar opened and said, Who is it rising from the desert? Who is it is the whole of two sanctities, of two worlds, Bina and Malchut, in one bond and in one connection. Rising means that she is actually rising to be the Holy of Holies, since me, Bina, the Holy of Holies, connected with this, Malchut, so that Malchut will be rising, which is the Holy of Holies, from the desert, since she inherited this from the desert, to be a bride and to enter the chupa, the wedding canopy. It is written, who is it rising from the desert, clinging to her beloved? This is about the end of correction, when the bride rises to the chupa. The Zohar refers, who is it to Bina, who is called me, who, and to Malchut, who is called this, or it, Zot in Hebrew. It says that at that time, who is it will be included as one, two sanctities included. This is so because prior to the end of correction, only Bina is called holy, and Malchut that rises to Bina is sanctified only in the holiness of Bina. But at the end of correction, Malchut herself will be holy too, like Bina. And who is it rising? will be an inclusion of the two sanctities, the two worlds, Bina and Malchut, in one bond and in one connection. A connection is the bundle of life, the end of the Malchut and the screen that raises reflected light and connects all the Sfirot as one. At that time, it will end in Yud, forever equal to Bina. This is called one connection and one bond, since the level of light of Malchut will be connected to the level of Bina, 
actually as one. For them, for then, Malchut herself will be rising to be the actual Holy of Holies, like Bina, actually rising like a burnt offering, which is the Holy of Holies. This is because me, Abba Ve'ima, is the Holy of Holies, connected this, Malchut, so that Malchut will be discerned in the form of rising, which is the Holy of Holies. For then, a bond of me with this was made to make this herself the Holy of Holies. And since this is so, it is impossible for any diminution to be in Malchut, since her own sanctity is the Holy of Holies, like the Bina. This is why it is written, death will be swallowed up forever. Also, it was said that she inherited she inherited it from the desert to be a bride and to enter the chupa. The desert is the place of the serpent, the seraph, and the scorpion. And the keepers of the Torah are regarded as the makers of the Torah. It follows that this great coupling of the end of correction was done specifically from the desert. 170. She rises from the desert, as it is written, and your desert is calmly. She rises in that desert of lip-whispering. Midbar, desert, means dibur, speech. As it is written, these mighty gods, these are the gods who smote the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the desert. But was everything that the Creator did to them in the desert and not in a settled place? In the desert means in speech, as it is written, and your desert is calmly. And it is written, from the desert shall I lift. So is rising from the desert, indeed, from the desert, meaning with that speech of the mouth, Malchut rises and enters between the mother's wings, Bina. And afterwards, through speech, Malchut descends and stays over the heads of the holy people. Explanation. Prior to the end of correction, while Malchut is called tree of knowledge of good and evil, her entire correction is done through the man, by which the righteous raise Malchut to Bina. Through this ascent, Malchut becomes as holy as Bina for the time being. These man are a prayer in whisper, since Malchut, speech, cannot be in a state of speaking only goodness without any evil, except when the voice in the speech is from Bina, which is a unification of voice and speech, a coupling of Zon in Gadlut, in greatness. Since Zerampin receives the voice of Ima, 
and gives in the speech of the Malchut. At that time, the speech is all good, without any bad at all, and she receives the mochin of holiness. Indeed, without this mitigation from the voice of Bina, the voice of Malchut, the first nine, there is a grip for the shells in Malchut, and she cannot receive from the holiness. Hence, the ascent of man is considered that the righteous raise in prayer which are in whisper of the lips, speech without a voice. As it is written, only her lips move, but her voice is not heard. This is because then there is no grip to the man that they raise, and they can raise the malchut to Bina too. So she receives the voice from Bina. At that time, she becomes a holy structure and receives mochin in a coupling of voice and speech. And the sanctity of her speech stays over the heads of the righteous who corrected them. So, with these words, we shall conclude today's reading of the Zohar. And let's meet again tomorrow. Thank you.